Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to episode 24 of the Small Biz Kaizen podcast, the place where you come to get inspiration and motivation when it comes to continuous improvement in business. Today, I've got a special guest in the form of John DeNorris. He's the founder of Club 51, and um, Club 51 is one of London's top personal uh, health and fitness studios. And I want to be asking John a couple of things to do with um, his business, obviously, as well as the role that fitness, physical well-being plays in business. So, John, first and foremost, man, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brian. I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. Actually, John and I met, uh, it's been about uh, 10 months, if, I, if my recollection is, is right. Um, in, in, in London, on, on one evening, there was a podcast event that we met uh, on that night, yeah? That's right, yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, and we've kept in touch um, ever since. So great to have you on the show, man. So, John, just as a start, let's, let, let's take it right from the top. Just tell my listeners where you're at in terms of your business. I did mention Club 51, but in addition to that, I know you're also a Nike master trainer. You're also a personal trainer with uh, the Harrods, which is one of the flagship shops here in London, uh, as well as a Kinetica Sports Fitness. So you really, you know, epitomize what um, fitness as a business is all about. And this is what I, what I want to draw out from you initially. So tell us a little bit about, about your business and what has inspired you to come up with a business such as this? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're still, a, I'm still quite a small business, Brian. Sure. Um, we're, um, you know, a niche business. Mm-hmm. What I'd say is that we're at uh, one end of the spectrum in fitness. So we, we work in health and well-being and we predominantly work with what I would call peak performers yep. from, uh, from business, from sport, and also from entertainment. And what we do is we give them a 360-degree assessment. So we look at every aspect of their lifestyle from a health-first mm-hmm. perspective. Yep. Uh, that could include things like restoration or sleep, diet, mm-hmm. nutrition, exercise. And we show them how to use simple tools which they can engage with to improve mm-hmm. their business performance. So that's really what my background is. And we do that out of my studio primarily in London, which is Club 51. Mm-hmm. But we also go into corporates and businesses where we help corporations uh, improve employee performance and morale and the health of their well-being and well-being of their uh, staff as well. Fantastic. So just as, as a way of um, starting up this uh, business, John, how, how did it come about that you became so heavily involved in, in fitness-related um, uh, business? Yeah, I started as a sports scientist, so I studied physiology. Mm. Um, and then um, I started working in the sort of health and fitness industry. And then I realized, Brian, quite early on that psychology was very, very important to sure. not only just fitness, but also performance. Yeah. So. I went on and pursued further study uh, and I got a a master's in psychology as it relates to health. Mm. And and it was there that really my fascination was elite performers and the similarities they have, be they in sport, be they in business or be they in entertainment, the similarities in their lifestyle and what we can do as health educators and professionals to help them improve uh, where they are. Wow. In a way, you know, what you mentioned is very much about what, what, what we try to discuss always on this show, which is really about ways to improve. And you, you touched on the similarities that you have despite having different type of elite performers. What are some of these similarities that you can just walk us through, John? Well, I think, you know, uh, a lot of them are under uh, time constraints. Yeah. So there are, they're, they've got, they're managing multiple different um, stresses. Mm. 
Um, and, and so what we do is we teach them how to manage those. So it's not necessarily um, about reducing stress, for example, and, and for a sportsman that might be physical stress, but it might also be mental stress for a business executive. So we teach them how to tolerate higher levels of stress, which is very different from trying to reduce stress, which we don't think is really um, that possible mm-hmm. and also probably not that worthwhile because uh, they tend to get replaced in different areas. So uh, we, that's the kind of thing that we do with people. So we have a different perspective. We help people manage and optimize their resistance to stress. Great stuff. One example. Yeah. And and how long has your business been going on for, for John? Sorry, I was going to just say that. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm, funnily enough, I'm a real believer in Kaizen. It's one of the, uh, the awesome. principles that I run my coaching as a coach. I'm, I'm always talking to my clients about just the small, continual, gradual, exactly. gradual improvements that you can do um, to improve your health. And of course, you do that with your readers and listeners. Absolutely. Uh, small business guys yeah that's all you know that that really is the 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 core of of what we talk about here and you absolutely nailed it it's all about uh, those small you know gradual improvements which when added up you know they, they do make a significant difference and this is this this is where we're hoping to inspire people to to take those you know next steps in terms of uh, improving so that's a great uh, analogy there uh, what you're doing now i just want to talk a little bit about what you mentioned, which I think is is, is very re- related to the kind of situations that, you know, entrepreneurs and, and business people find themselves in, you know, time constraints yeah. is definitely one that uh, affects all of us and uh, high levels of, um, you know, continual stress, if you like. So what, let's talk a little bit about the role that you, you, you feel physical well-being plays in, in business and, and, you know, how should one treat their own physical well-being? How important is it? I think it's, um, I think it's vital, Brian. You know, sure. I, I think it, it underpins uh, performance. And we have a phrase, this is a, a kind of a, a phrase that I use with, especially when I see people who, who are new to exercise or see me for the first time, and that is that they need to, prioritize their health before it prioritizes you and like that what happens with with a lot of times with you know with with entrepreneurs and business people Mm -hmm. um, they are so busy with the day-to-day that Mm -hmm. they forget and it's a classic you know sort of stephen covey type habit absolutely forget that actually it it really underpins um everything else they're doing and if you lose your health and sometimes they have to reach rock bottom before uh, they can suddenly go, you know what, I need to actually prioritize this. I need to move exercise, health and well-being up my value hierarchy, we call it. Mm. So just, you know, trying to um, help people understand the importance of health and well-being for business performance. And I, I'm going to talk a little bit in a minute, if you, if you let me. Please do. About, about the benefits on brain function. Absolutely. For, for, for executives and business people. We all know that exercise is good for us physically. Mm-hmm. But what's fascinating is some new research which shows how exercise directly affects how uh, how the brain works mm. and how your performances uh, and i'm sure you know your, your your listeners would love to hear about that please please go for it 
So, I mean, some of the benefits of exercise in terms of brain function for, for executives is that the first thing is, it, as, I, as I mentioned before, it increases and improves your stress threshold. Mm-hmm. Okay? It fights, literally fights against the stress hormone, which is cortisol. Mm-hmm. Um, cortisol you might have heard of, but, you know, if you just by using a simple exercise program like a walking program, you can help to prevent things like depression and dementia and all of these kind of um, things that, that affects business people sometimes. Um, so that's the first one that does. So mm-hmm. it, so it also helps uh, leading on from that to lift your mood. You know, exercise makes us feel better. Sure. Um, and there's studies that have shown now that it's more effective than medication for helping people to feel better. Yeah, I've heard of that as well, yeah. There's something also, Brian, we call executive functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the area of the brain concerned with planning, where it's, it's concerned with organizing, multitasking, these sorts of things. Mm, mm. And actually exercise, uh, the reasons are complex, but what, what actually happens is it makes us more efficient at performing these tasks. Mm, mm. And it's almost like exercise becomes the miracle grow for the brain. Absolutely. Okay, so it actually helps to improve yeah. uh, things like concentration and even creativity. These are all great, great benefits, you know, and just any one of them, in, you know, in, in my book, you know, it's, it's, it's enough to get me going. But what, yeah, what, can... what, in reality, John, what, what we do know is um, it's very difficult for, <laughs> for people to get up um, and, and, and do exercise. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those who's always on and off, you know, in the gym, out of the gym. You know. What can a business person do? What can an entrepreneur do to actually uh, ensure that this is a... Uh, you know, th- this is a sustainable effort to to be fit, if you like. Well, I think um, this is a bit of a red herring, okay? <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> what, what I mean by that is that um, if you were to approach your health as you approach your business, what would you do differently, mm. okay? Now, you, I'm sure, Brian, I know you, you're driven... Mm entrepreneur you have a business plan sure. okay and mm-hmm. um, you have strategy yeah uh, you'll have targets that you need to hit you'll have goals that you set yourself across the next 12 months or six mm-hmm. months or you know three years you know Absolutely. in that sense why not make a business plan for your health and fitness wow okay sit down plan maybe put some goals in that you'd like to achieve and work backwards from those goals it break them up into smaller steps so you can then see, okay, you know, what's, you know, what would I like to do? How, and how am I going to get there? So actually having some strategy to underpin your health and fitness, I think, um, is, is one thing you can do, which really helps. Um, and I think the other thing sort of allied to that um, is that starting gradually, you know, you talk about Kaizen, what yeah. about in with health you know mm. rather than getting into complicated longer exercise programs you know the research shows us that actually you can get a benefit from exercise in as short as 10 minutes wow okay so if you're time poor as a business person mm-hmm. you know can you give me 10 minutes yeah, absolutely <laughs> okay so i'll take 10 minutes mm. let's start with 10 minutes okay then once you're doing 10 minutes a week for me brian mm-hmm and then I'm going to ask you to do two lots of 10 minutes a week. Hmm. 
And then we'd move it to three lots of 10 minutes a week. And then we might start to look at saying, okay, you're doing three lots of 10 minutes uh, at a, uh, in a week of exercise. Uh-huh. Why not? Can you see if you can push one of those 10 minutes up to 15? Wow. So you start small. You exactly. start with just 10 minutes and you build from there. And yeah. that's gradual, continual improvement, which I think you'll find sits perfectly with the theme of your show. Absolutely. This is why, I, you know, if I, wish, I wish this was a video show. You would see the broad <laughs> smile I have on my face because what you've just nailed there, John, right there is exactly what this show is all about. I mean, you've just given us real practical application of, 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 of Kaizen in motion, you know, Kaizen for your fitness. Uh, I really love that answer. I really did. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to break it down in, you know, as, as part of the show notes so that we can actually uh, share it in text as well, you know, <laughs> because you know, what happens oftentimes is that people get a bit bewildered and they mm. try to take on too much too soon, That's right. especially January, you know, when it's new year, People try to, um, you know, they, they, they realize they want to make a change to their health and well-being, but yeah. they just, they set themselves up for failure. And what I'm saying is, okay, we're in this for life. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. not take it back and let's just do 10 minutes? Exactly. So would you, would you recommend then those who, who have that um, resolution in January for, for being a fitter, uh, better person, would you recommend that they plan it in this manner where you start small and gradually build up as opposed to say, look, I'm going to be in the gym for an hour from January the 1st? I, I definitely would because I, I see it all the time. Mm. I see people, you know, they go out, you know, January and, and it's not sustainable. Sure. You know? Um, and you know, in no other, and these are, you know, intelligent business people and no other sphere of their life would they, would they do things like that? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, you, you would plan, you would have some strategy behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, you would set some goals, you would look back and you would reflect. So, you know, I have just a two minute reflection period with my clients once a week. So on a Monday, when I see my clients, mm-hmm. we look back at last week and we say, okay, out of our targets for last week, which ones did we hit? The ones we didn't hit, what can we do for next week that we can that make it more likely we'll hit those targets next week? So it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be too, you know, um, uh, um, complicated. But sure. it's a look back, have a look, analyze. It might be to do with their diet and the nutrition. You know, I didn't make it to the supermarket. Okay, what happened? Exactly. You know, and then see whether we can plan ahead for the next week. Absolutely. I think there was a session I, I, I held with, 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 with my listeners, one of the podcasts where we were looking at uh, a particular improvement methodology, which, which involved almost the steps you've outlined, where you have to build in time to review what impact the actions you, you, you're taking are having on you, and pre- preferably using something that's measurable. What, what sort of measurable um, KPIs, for lack of a better word, or targets, do you find useful? And what would some of those that you can uh, share with my listeners in terms of what sort of measurement can they measure in terms of tracking their progress to becoming fit? Yeah, um, I think what's important to remember here, and this links in with one of the other questions you you, you wanted to ask me, which is define what what fitness is. Exactly. So you can handle it in one go. That's great. Yeah, I'll handle it in one go because it really depends on what you're asking is fit for what. Mm -hmm. And the targets will relate to the question fit for what. So different clients have different psychology. Uh It might be that I'm working with a hedge funder who wants to run the marathon uh, Uh, next next day. 
in which case he'll have very specific, very defined goals. Mm. But if it's somebody who just wants to improve their well-being and feel better mm-hmm. and have more energy and more vitality, then we might try and get some definitions of what that looks like or what that feels like for them mm-hmm. right now. And then we can compare that in three months or in a month's time and say, you know, actually, you know, it used to take me, you know, uh, it, it used to be quite hard for me to take my shopping up the staircase, up the stairs, you know, to get it home. And I used to have to three times. And now I can make it home in one go or I don't have to get a taxi home. You know, I can carry my shopping home, that sort of thing. It might exactly. be gold related to that. I've got a client of mine and she's a, a lady who um, runs her own business. She's in her 60s. Mm-hmm. And before she came to me, she said it was really annoying. She used to have to get a neighbor to come and help her to close a window in her flat wow. because it was stuck. And it was mm-hmm. now she can close her window herself. So that is a valid target, which mm-hmm. she because she can now, and do you, do you understand what I mean by the target? Absolutely, absolutely. And what I'm getting as well is the target doesn't have to be something huge. It can be a small target, you know. I mean, the, your example of just closing the window is a perfect example. And yeah. after you're able to do that, then you set yourself another target, again, bore, you know, t- taken straight out of the Kaizen um, rule book, you know. Exactly absolutely. the same concept. Um, absolutely. And, and, you know, my role as a coach is to meet people wherever they are on mm. that spectrum, whether they're an elite athlete or whether they're in business or whether they're, you know, um, simply, you know, want to get more functional strength so that they can, you know, um, pick up their kids or run and play football in the park with their, with their sons, mm-hmm. uh, which is a common one that I get with businessmen who, um, you know, find that they've kind of got into their maybe their thirties, forties, and they've lost a bit of their fitness, and they they can't actually go out and play with their children, and that's what they come and see me for, that kind of stuff. You know, wow. um, and that makes a real difference in people's lives. Absolutely, absolutely does. Yeah. Then just one last question on this on this before we move on to another topic, John. Um, I, this is coming from my own experience. You know, every, every every time I've I've gone to the gym, you know, I enroll as as normal, probably going quite regularly for three to four months. But after that, I don't know what happens. And it happens several times. I just kind of lose interest. Uh-huh. What can I do? What should I do to, to, keep, motiv- to keep being motivated enough to go? Because I run out of, let's say, maybe it's a type of gym I, I go to, but I kind of run out of the circuits that we, I mean, lose interest in the circuits that we do or the drills that we do. And then after, yeah, after three or four months, yeah, it's kind of like boring, to be honest, you know. So you know, what, what, what should I do? Well, I think, Brian, you'd be a classic example of someone, you know, what goals had you set yourself before mm-hmm. you, were, you were doing these circuits, you know? Okay, yeah. What, yeah. For what reason? Why were you doing this? So I'd say I, I just want to improve my cardiovascular um, performance. And this yeah. I was measured on a bike. You yeah. know, there were some yeah. targets, kind of like time targets, if I recall how long it would take me on a certain setting, you know, resistance setting. And that's yeah. kind of like how we, I was measured every month or so. But I don't know about you, but yeah. gym, that kind of gym setting for me does nothing for me motivational-wise. Mm. I don't think you're on your own there. You know, why not set your goals a little bit more adventurous? You know, for mm. example, you know, next spring I'm going to take my, um, a couple of my colleagues and my son and we're going to go and trek Kilimanjaro together. Wow. And we'll do it that. for charity. I love and, that. 
Uh, that gives us a, a tangible goal, which you can pin it on and you can say, OK, we're going to do that in spring. So then your goals will now be related to that and you'll get all of those cardiovascular benefits. Absolutely. But actually it's being driven by something else. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. You're combining multiple goals. You're also getting a sense of community because you're, you're going to be exercising and training with other people. So you've exactly. got some peer group there, which is going to help with the motivation. So you've got some exercise buddies, let's call them, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't need to have necessarily a professional coach like me. Of course, that's great if you want to. Mm -hmm. you don't have a mentor or a coach like you would in business that might be able to help you to plan your fitness. That's great. Mm -hmm. You can just be friends, you know, set yourselves a goal as a group and go and achieve. Wow, I really love that. And it makes, it makes a huge difference, you know. Um, there's something that... I, I'm hoping in the next two years will we'll become a goal that I'll put down. And I'm not sure you've heard of the uh, Comrades Marathon that's run in South Africa. Of course John? I've heard of the Comrades. Exactly. The, the, it's, it's, it's a now tough one. I mean, there's so many people who've, who've, who've done it uh, and, and, and setting my, myself as, as that kind of a target. Sounds like that's what you, 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 you're talking about here. It is. And, you know, so what you can do with something like Comrades is quite a tough run. It's so a very it's, tough run, yeah. So what you've got to do is you've got to plan if it's going to be two years, then, mm -hmm. you know, what do you need to be doing in three months? What do you need to be doing in six months? And what's your one-year target? So you're midway between now and doing Comrades so you know you're on track, that kind of thing. Wow. You know, I, I, I want to put my <laughs> – I'm thinking whether I should say this or not because this, this is going to be live to my oh, audience, whether I should commit myself on this episode with you, John, to say, look – in two years' time, I want to do the, the Comrades Marathon. Yeah. <laughs> I've just put my neck on the block right there and then. Uh, but I think with you, John, you know, maybe let, let's come up with something that we can track on, on Facebook or whatever, and, and, and you can be my mentor in terms of, of, of that happening. And I'll just update my um, uh, audience maybe monthly or whatever on, on how I'm doing towards that. Absolutely. I would absolutely love to do that. Sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. Let's you do never that. Know. I, may, I may even do it with you. Fantastic, man. This is great. This is all on record, by the way. So, <laughs> so no, no ducking out here. <laughs> Good stuff. John, let me just move on to something that, um, again, I know you've just started as, as, as a business person. I, I think when I look at your business, it's very innovative in the way you, you, you've identified a niche and, and the way you go about it. And, and clearly from speaking to you so far, it's, it's, it's quite evident, you know, this is something you're very passionate about. Um, and, and I know, you know, looking at your, uh, the look and appearance of your website, they all look professional, but something I want to touch on in the, is the way you are using social media in your business. Cause I noticed you've got a very, uh, interesting campaign that you're running on, on Twitter that you're calling the active advent. And I'm really enjoying that because I'm t picking out like, um, your steps, um, Step one to, to five that you're running currently on um, your active ad and really enjoying that. So how, how do you use social media in, in, in your business and how important is it? And then maybe just touch a little bit on the details of your active advent uh, campaign. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I use social media and Twitter in particular uh, to offer um, value driven health messages mm. to um, you know, my community. Um, I, I'm not big into using Twitter for sort of having conversations, um, even if they're sort of on a one-to-one -one basis. Sure, I sure. don't tend to um, get involved in actually direct conversations on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, but how I use Twitter is to get some of my beliefs. And because what I was finding was I was getting a lot of people, especially because 
with my work with Nike uh, in the last year, yeah. I'm getting a lot of people who are asking me questions about health and fitness, and I just simply I'm running out of time to deal with them all. Mm. So I direct them to Twitter or Facebook where there's a lot of information that I can put up there because mm. you know some of the same issues come up. And what I find about Twitter is it's a really uh, good cognitive tool for people because of the limitation on characters. Exactly. Uh, you can have really short bite-sized motivational tips which i know you guys are doing on, yeah. uh, uh, on your project as yeah. well yeah but yeah. obviously mine is more specifically related to health and fitness exactly and and um i'm getting some great feedback on the active advent campaign yeah, that's a good one. Um, because it's it's again it's it's about saying to people look i know it's christmas i know it's december it's party season i understand that mm-hmm. here are just some simple things you can do you know, um, that can just, you know, help uh, just explain to people that, again, it doesn't have to be big changes yet. Yeah? It's really Kaizen. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, loving that, man. And good luck with the rest of the uh, campaign for, for this festive season, man. Thanks. Good stuff. Now, John, as we just start to wrap up now, um, two things. Firstly, um, if any of my audience were to get hold of you, how, what is the best you can leave them with in terms of getting in touch with you? In terms of getting in touch, um, yeah, or just following what, what you what you're on about, I'll give obviously the website and the Twitter handle if if that's all right, or are those adequate? That that's it. That should be enough, yeah. They should be. Yeah, I, I blog um, on my website, which is uh, johndenoris.com. That's right. Um, so I blog on there, but I also write for askmen.com. I've just started uh, writing for them, and there. Yeah, I saw that. That, that is yeah. really interesting. Um, and, and they're great because um, what they've allowed me as a very small business, Brian, to do is I, I managed to get a partner there. Um, and they're, they're a huge business. It's massive. It's, it's a yeah. huge, huge business. I'm really, really impressed that you are, you know, a, a, an expert on, 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 on one of the. So are you a columnist on, 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 on the articles or what? Yeah, I'm, I'm the fitness expert for them. So Fantastic. I um, And basically my role is to provide them with social media, health and fitness uh, advice. So um, YouTube, videos, blogs, uh, the Twitter campaign, the Active Advent campaign I did is actually being retweeted by Ask Men. So they've got, you know, I think they get 900,000 unique users a, a month exactly. on their website. They've got 15 million uh, readers, you know, um, worldwide so that they're a massive um, distribution for me and we're working as partners we've only just started but it's um it's it's great and it's really exciting because i think you probably know as, as much as all your readers well that when you're a small business trying to get a voice and trying to you know um to get people to hear amongst all the clutter and the copycat uh, the fitness industry is quite a copycat industry so exactly. finding a niche where you can sit and I've, I've found now that actually just following my own my own belief and and going in the direction i want to is the best way absolutely um, and um you know ask men have allowed me to uh, reach more people which is um which is great it's fantastic well done on that man it's really a good show so um john just as a, as a very last question yeah i just want to give you an, an opportunity to just give one lasting piece of motivation for my listeners. And I want to paint a picture of a kind of um, maybe one or two of my listeners are in this situation where as an entrepreneur who's tried, um, tried this, tried that, things are not working. They're really uh, in the dip. You know, if you read one of Seth Godin's book where he talks about being yeah. in the dip. Yeah. Um, so this is the moment where you absolutely need inspiration and motivation. I want you to just mention one or a couple of things that they can do straight after they hit the stop button after listening to this podcast. You know, what lasting words of inspiration do you want to leave with my listeners? Okay. Um, I would say just start with to just 10 minutes. Sure. Okay? Diarize it. Everyone now, I'm sure they all use their PDAs. Exactly. 
Put the appointments in, block them out as an appointment. Make an appointment with yourself and prioritize your health before it prioritizes you. Start with just 10 minutes and build from there. Once you've blocked that 10 minutes, you can build another 10 onto that and then another 10 onto that. But the health benefits can be gained from as little as 10 minutes. And that is achievable. So I think the message for your listeners is it's, it doesn't have to be daunting. Mm. I know sometimes health and fitness can feel like that. Mm. But just starting with a short 10-minute bout and you're on the route. And congratulate yourself along the way. You know, wow. look back and if you've done well that week, if you, you know, look at the targets that you have hit, you know. Exactly. And celebrate them. And celebrate the small successes. Yeah. Exactly. Again, coming straight out of Kaizen, you got to celebrate <laughs> your successes. So, John, man, with that, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing this time with my listeners. I know they absolutely love all the tips and advice you've given us in these 30 minutes. And uh, just want to wish you and your business the very best of health and fitness um, in the new year. And I, I mirror that as well and uh, um, wish you the best of uh, a, a very successful 2012. Thanks. It's an Olympic year in London. Which oh, is yeah. Great. So there's going to be a lot of energy around health and fitness. Um, exactly. So, uh, you know, uh, wish, uh, wish everyone and your readers uh, the best of luck. Fantastic. Thanks, man. Thanks, bye.